You're listening to Optional Opinions, the only podcast done by average dudes for average Joes. So quit listening, Alfred. One take. You did mess up one word, but... Did I? What word I was think that? So. You said the only podcast like created by or something? I always say only podcast made by average dudes for average Joe's. I think I said done by or made yeah. by. I don't it know. Something like Either that. way, same thing, same thing. We're, I'm out of practice. <laughs> yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. It's been so long, in fact, that you're going to get three movie reviews for the price of one. Aw, snap. Well, and that price is completely free. So that's true. <laughs> so you get what you pay for. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. So between the, our last episode, Free Guy, and, and now, we had planned to do Shang-Chi, James Bond, and now Dune. Uh, so today's episode is mostly going to be about Dune, uh, but we're going to give a quick bit about uh, the other two movies. Um, Kyle, do you want to do you want to start with uh, your reviews? Just got don't don't think too hard about it. Just just deal for it. All right. Yeah. 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 Um, let's see. So Shang Chi, I really enjoyed that movie. I think um, I really I think it was a, a breath of fresh air for what Marvel has been putting out. I feel like it, it was a little bit more maybe maybe adult oriented. I feel like there are a lot more. Uh, there's like partying and drinking and stuff going on. So I thought it was very interesting. Kind of, I wasn't expecting that, but I really, really enjoyed it. So I'll probably give it a nine out of 10. Oh, oh, yep. Ow. Yep. Really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed okay. it. All right. And James Bond. Uh, Yeah. Really enjoyed that as well. I've been waiting for that movie for uh, what, two years now. <laughs> they kept pushing it back. And mm-hmm. it's definitely. I guess it's definitely in the top five of the year. I guess I haven't maybe seen that that many, but um, yeah, really enjoyed it. I wish Ana de Armas had much longer in the movie. I, it was way too short. She was one of my favorite characters. And yeah, it was fun. It was very interesting. And to the Daniel Craig saga, and I'm excited to see what they do next with the characters. So honestly, I might give that a nine out of 10 as well. I don't know. Really enjoyed it. Dude, I guess Kyle's been good. having some great movies. <laughs> I have. Been. I've been. I've been enjoying it. Back to the the movie theaters and and seeing these kind of movies. So, I guess that's my super quick. Maybe a little longer than ten seconds, but whatever. You're good. You're good, Davis. Um. Yeah. So Shang Chi. I thought it was really cool. I thought the fight scenes were really cool. Um. The acting, especially in the first half, I didn't think was that great. Um. Actually, when I was in the theater, my brother-in-law leaned over and he was like, is it just me or is the acting really bad here? <laughs> I was like, yeah, it kind of feels like it. Cause I don't know. It just didn't feel very natural at the beginning. Um, and a couple of the jokes, like Aquafina in there, like it felt, felt kind of forced and awkward. But anyway, uh, I thought it was cool. I was a little disappointed that it didn't have that much implications to the wider Marvel verse. But um, I also agree. I thought it was, you know, kind of a breath of fresh air. So I give it a seven out of 10. And then um, James Bond. um, I really liked it. I thought it was really cool. Um, 
yeah, I I don't know. I don't feel like there's a whole lot to say about that movie other than I had a good time. It was a really cool movie. Um, I liked it. I don't feel like they did anything super new or innovative aside from uh, one very big, massive spoilery thing. Um, and that was fascinating. Unfortunately, that had kind of been spoiled for me before I watched the movie, but um I mean, I'm I'm not that sad about it, but yeah, I'm super interested to see where that's going to go in the future. And I give that one an eight point seven out of ten. Nice. All right, so Chung Chi, Chung Chi, I think Shang-Chi. yes, Shang-Chi. sure. Um, I I thought it was a very good start to phase. Are we in four now for the Marvel Universe? Is that I think right? it's five. Who even knows anymore? <laughs> I'm pretty I'm sure pretty it's four sure, yeah. because they, they want to do the Fantastic Four and they were like implying that. I'm pretty sure it's phase four. I okay. want John Krasinski and Emily Blunt. Anyway, <laughs> continue. <laughs> Same. Um, I thought it was a pretty good introduction to it. It didn't feel like it. Uh, uh, I understand what you're saying, Davis, about it being more involved in the uh, grand scheme of things for the Marvel Universe, but I felt like it stood well on its own and, and kind of had some pretty good Easter eggs tying it into the other movies. Um, that didn't, that didn't feel forced. Um, they felt pretty natural to me. Um, I don't remember thinking bad about the acting, but, um, I don't doubt it. Um, but I just had a lot, uh, a really fun time. Uh, that, ep- that movie was, we saw that in IMAX, Cassie and I, and Cassie ended up getting really motion sick, uh, because of the movie. And actually had to step out for like ninety percent of it, which is kind of sad. Um, huh. I mean, so it kind of makes sense just because of the. It was, uh, yeah, the fight choreography was really nice, but it was just a little. The camera movements were just too, too much for Cassie, unfortunately. Um, so James Bond, I didn't see it. Oh. Wow. So I could, I could tell, well, I had planned to see it. Something came up and it seemed like we weren't going to be able to do an episode on it. So I didn't really go out of my way to see it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, although let it be known that (laughs) how many of the other James Bond movies have you seen? I have seen one. Yeah, it was exactly Skyfall (laughs) and I hated it. Um, yeah, but I, I feel like you need to expand on why you hated it. I did. Okay, that's fair. I I started that movie uh, at midnight, and yep. I was that's, already. I really feel tired. like that's enough said right there. Like, <laughs> yeah, that movie is such a slow burn, but it is fantastic, and so you did yourself a disservice. I I I don't disagree, um, but that is the only Bond movie I've seen. Um. So it's just never been something that's interested me. Um, but I heard that this one was was fairly good. And uh, I also had that thing spoiled uh, for me as well, Davis. Uh, I assume at least we're talking about the same thing. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah. I give uh, James Bond a solid 8 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Um, I also feel like my ratings may be a little high as it's been like a while. I feel like coming right out of the the movie, they probably would have been lower. But 
I remember the good stuff and not the. But isn't it isn't it how a movie makes you feel uh, like in the long term more important than like your your initial reaction? I feel like typically speaking, my I'm always going to be higher in that regard. I don't know. Yeah, I think that's kind of the same for me. But right. I just tend to overrate movies in general, so. Except for Shang-Chi, dude. <laughs> he said, give that crap a seven. That's true. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's probably not actually nine if I were to watch it again. But I just remember enjoying it, so. Yeah. But all right, so Dune, guys, as you yes. know, I have been waiting for this movie <laughs> for so long. It has been my, what are you looking forward to? For like over, two, I think it's almost been two years. It hasn't been that long, but it's been a long time. It might have been, honestly. Yeah. Since like, a, like, yeah, I mean, they've definitely announced it over two years ago, probably. So Yeah. Yeah. Guys, I was not disappointed. I love this movie so freaking much. And <laughs> I, guys, I'm going to say it. I give it a 10 out of 10. Wow! I give it a 10 out of 10. I don't know what they could have done differently besides like already have the second movie out. I mean, besides that, like I, 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 it it was such a faithful adaptation of the book and the creative liberties that they did take were just phenomenal. And I, I, I loved it. Every scene was a piece of art and, um, yeah, I'm unapologetic about that. Wow. I mean, you know what? I do I do kind of agree with you. <laughs> um at least like I I actually so I saw it today. I saw it in IMAX. Shout out to AMC's Stubbs A list. Um but I remember sitting there in like in the theater, I forget what was even happening. There were so many times in that movie where there, the shot was just so beautiful that I was like, "Whoa, this is like one of the best movies I've ever seen." And I actually texted that to you guys, after, like as I was before I got in the car driving away. I was like, "Dune is in the top ten movies I've ever seen ever." Now, so yeah. we'll we'll see if that sentiment continues. But um, yeah, really liked it. I don't think I can give it a 10 out of 10 just because I don't know why that feels, I feel like a 10 should be unattainable. Actually, you know what? Screw it. It's a 10 out of 10. Yep. No, I, I totally get that. I feel that way, but I, <laughs> I cannot think of anything they could have done better. There is, I can think of one thing but I need to save it for my downvotes. Okay. <laughs> because that's the I, I only should, downvote that I have. I should start thinking of downvotes. Oh, actually, no, I have one. All right, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Kyle. Rip it to shreds. <laughs> <laughs> I was holding my tongue. I was holding my tongue. Okay, I will start off by saying that I did not watch this movie in theaters. I feel like, um, which is something I, I am sad about like i really wanted to see it in theaters but i was trying to save some money a lot of life stuff happened this week anyway i digress but um caveat is that my home setup is extremely nice like i have a really fancy 4k tv got dolby vision dolby atmos like 
you know, the 4K HDR with that Dolby Atmos does, it's incredible. So, like, it's basically, like, as good as it's going to get. Um, I feel like it's even better than some theaters I've been to. So, I, and also, like, it looked absolutely incredible. It sounded absolutely incredible. Definitely, like, the greatest visuals I've seen for sure this year. And music. I mean, Hans Zimmer is incredible. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I agree with that regard that it looked, sounded absolutely incredible. But the story for me was, it was just not like, not as good as I wanted it to be. I don't know. Like, it just did not, it didn't like, I don't know. I thought, I thought it could have been done better. The story or the screenplay or whatever it is. Um, it, it wasn't like, I don't know how to describe it. It's just like, Basically, it did leave me wanting more, and I feel like the way they set it up, the second movie's going to be, like, definitely better than this movie was. Um, but, yeah, I still absolutely loved it. I'd, I'd give it a 9 out of 10, although it's better than Shang-Chi and No Time to Die. So, th- maybe let's bump those down from 9s to, like, 8s, and then this is a 9. I guess, in respect to one another, this is definitely... Uh, better than those movies but but yeah i don't know i the story it just it wasn't enough for me i they like i feel like they jumped around a lot and just left a lot like that could have been explored more in my opinion which i know there's going to be more movies and blah 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 but to me this just felt like hey we're just setting this up for the next movie as Uh opposed to like a lot of origin stories don't feel like we're just setting this up for the next couple of movies, but this one did feel like that to me. So, um, before I comment, I think we should just like say spoiler warning now. Cause we're probably, I mean, there's not a ton to spoiler spoil, but like just, uh, for podcasting sake, spoiler. Warning. Sure. Um, <laughs> uh, I get that sentiment. Um, I went through the audiobook last year. Um, I'm not a huge fan of reading, so that's why I, audiobook. But the audiobook I listened to wasn't that great. And I do remember feeling uh, a lot of the sentiments that you're expressing uh, about the first half of the book. And... Um, towards like the second half of the book is really where I started to get into it. But I don't know if that's because of the story or if it was because of the presentation. Um, the audiobook I listened to sounded like they had a theatrical abridged version and they didn't want, they wanted to release the whole book. And they're like, well, hey, we have half of it done. Let's just hire another guy to read the parts that they didn't that they didn't do. And so then it sounded like there was like double the cast because there's two voices for like every single person. And it was hard to keep track, especially because some of these names uh, and <laughs> vocabulary are not the most standard. Um, yes. <laughs> and so that I think might have... Uh, helped add to the the sim- the confusion or the simplicity, like the the origin story kind of uh, quandrum you were talking about, Kyle. But um, 
I think that, yeah, it does feel like it's kind of setting up for the next movie, but for the amount of information that is in the first book, I don't think you couldn't do that in one movie. Like you can't do Dune the whole book in one movie. They've tried it twice and it failed miserably both times. And I, I think this is the only way to do it. I, I just think that if you were to have this movie without Denny, whatever his last name, however you say it, and without the crazy, insane, good visuals and sound that this movie came with, if you just looked at the story alone, you would not give it a 10 out of 10. I mean, yeah, but it, it has all that stuff. So we well, well, but I'm saying, I'm, <laughs> I'm saying a 10 out of 10 is really good visuals, really good audio, really good story. And I don't think it had a really good story. So I can't like, uh-huh. I think, I think it does have a good story and we just haven't seen the whole thing yet. And, but, but that's, that's kind of my point is like, if you didn't know about what's coming, would you still say this was a good story? Like, yes. I don't know. I, I think they just didn't like they it's, left so it, much. It's it's almost it's a very similar storyline to like a new hope. It's the hero's journey. It's like it's 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 not the most complex or or uh well I was gonna say inventive, but I mean they kind of set the Dune the book set the stage for like the sci-fi uh, genre as we know it, and so in a lot of ways they were the first to do this kind of. Um, this storyline on this kind of scale, so yeah. they're not. This movie itself isn't reinventing the wheel with the the complexity of the or the originality of the story, but like Dune itself did. I just think it's cool that um, Brandon, kind of like you were saying, when did Dune the book first come out? In the sixties, I believe. Just looked it up. Nineteen sixty-five. Yeah. Um, so like it it is kind of cool to watch the movie and um I have not read the book. I really want to. I've also heard that it's kind of a slog and that it's a lot of names and kind of I don't know technicalities. So um I don't know. I still want to read it, but um my expectations have been lowered a little bit. Anyway, um it is kind of cool to watch a movie that basically informed, uh, like one of my friends, Brad, who I saw the movie with, shout out Brad. He, he said that apparently George Lucas, like he read Dune and he loved it. And that's what gave him like parts of Dune are what gave him the idea for star Wars. And like, you could kind of see, how you know some characters and themes are like star wars-esque mm-hmm. a little bit es- especially just like that um i mean star wars is a long time ago in a galaxy far away but dune still has even though it's you know so far into the future all the technology it still kind of feels star wars e kind of where it's like very technologically advanced stuff that we couldn't do today, but also kind of simple. Like, you know, they have ships flying around, they have all this crazy stuff, but also they have to, uh, you know, like 
they have to walk everywhere. They don't have, I guess some, some of the people have the levitating gravity boots things. I don't, I don't like, it's not a sci-fi. It doesn't feel like sci-fi futuristic. It feels more like, I don't know, sci-fi fantasy. If that's a, a genre, but um, yeah. And Kyle, I do, I don't know. I kind of see what you're saying that the story isn't um, like it, it is. It's a pretty basic story. Like it's not really all that complicated or exciting. And I don't know. I, I just thought it was, it, it really drew me in the whole time. So I, I was entertained by it. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe you just have higher standards than I do. I mean, I, I, I was definitely entertained by it. I just think um, they, they just tried to, I mean, they did try and, sp- I mean, there is a lot of information to spew out that they had to spew out, but it, it just felt like they didn't really develop any one portion of it as much as it should have been. And they like just kind of left things hanging on like all different sides of the, the spectrum. And, you know, there's like kind of three different whole things going on with the different, you know, groups or families or empires or whatever, whatever their <laughs> technical phrase is. But I, I don't know. It just left me like wanting more, which is a good thing. Cause I'm excited for the sequel, but I just, it didn't feel like a movie that's good enough to like story-wise just stand on its own. You know, it didn't really feel like, like if they didn't get funding for the second movie, would you still think this was a, a 10 out of 10? Like I, I wouldn't, I don't know. Yeah. So that, that, that's kind of how I view it. And, and you know, they didn't greenlit well, they greenlit the movie, you know, on the Saturday of release cause it made so much money. But if it didn't make enough money, they didn't green like a second, like it definitely, I don't know. I would have like, I feel like you'd be very disappointed with the story of this one. I, I would definitely be disappointed that there wouldn't be a second one. Um, but I still think given the the constraints um i don't i don't think it could have been done better and that's why i give it a 10 out of 10 yeah i i i get what you're saying but i just i don't see any way around doing it the way they did it like to to it just would have felt rushed it would have felt crammed packed with even and it's already dense as heck um, with like the terminology, like you almost need like a cheat sheet going into it. Uh, <laughs> uh, and if they just would have just shoved more into it, I just felt like it would not have um, fallen the way it had. But yeah, I guess I wasn't wanting more into it. I was almost wanting like less. So like getting a little bit more into different aspects of it. So I guess my way to fix it would be add an even another movie you know if there's supposed to be three parts make it six parts or something you know i, I don't know that's kind of how i would but then it's like you know it is a hard line to find it so, was the right amount of stuff for things like that so yeah i i want to i want to continue on that train of thought where would you have ended it and expanded like this section like a portion of the movie into the two hours where would you have ended it where do you think would have been a good spot like I'm genuinely curious. I'm not trying to get it. I'm not trying to do a gotcha or anything like that. No, I'm no, just- no, no, no. Yeah, I, I don't think it's necessarily where they ended it at, but like, I feel like they didn't dive into as much of the culture of like. I mean, they did, but I wish they would have s- 
like when Jason Momoa went off and, you know, started learning the culture of these sand people, Mm -hmm. I would have liked more of that to like really dive into their culture instead of him just coming back and being like, blah, 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 blah. Here's everything you need to know. (laughs) And like, as well as like the almost like, or the political side between, and this is horrible. I don't remember any of the <laughs> the names of the families or empires or whatever. There's House Atreides. Atreides. Mm-hmm. Wait, which, let me write this down. Which is the good house. <laughs> and then how it starts with an H. What is it? Harkonnen. Harkonnen. Yeah. Is the house that had control of the planet's name is starts also with an A. Arrakis? Arrakis. Arrakis. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Imperium gave, be, didn't like the House Atreides and basically made them vulnerable so that Harakonin could kill them. The Harkonnen. Harkonnen. <laughs> I might even be saying that wrong, but that that's how I at least remember it. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So... I thought I Kyle I do agree um with your like um I think it would have been interesting to go a little bit more into like the politics and see um you know kind of more of the other houses um uh, but I think it would have taken away from the story and I think ultimately part 2 comes out it will take away from that uh, movie if we if Jason Momoa came back or like we saw a montage of him learning how to do all this stuff and you know like becoming friends with them and all that stuff um, because because our story is focused mainly on Paul it kind of would have been I, I feel like for the viewer it kind of would have been like oh we we already know about these people. Like it's not a, uh, it's not really a mystery anymore. We're not finding things out with Paul. We're just we just know them already, I guess. Yeah. So I guess maybe to answer your original question, Brandon, I think maybe a good stopping point would have been when you know they got raided and his dad dies and Paul and his mom escape. Right. I think that would have been a good end point. They could have built it a little bit better up until that point. And then maybe we don't even learn that much about the sand people. And that really begins in the second movie. And like maybe Jason going off and finding all this stuff out doesn't even happen. And they just like, you know, have to find a way to be peaceful with these people. I don't know. I just think, yeah. So I don't know. The hard part is it like, it's already based on a book. Right. So (laughs) if they do that, then they have everybody getting mad at them because they're, you know, they're making stuff up and that didn't happen in the book and all that stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. And I get that, but it also, it's like the book was what you said in the seventies. Like, so what if they touch it up and, you know, make it better with like <laughs> all the stories and things we have today, you know, well, they could have uh, made it better. I don't know. You're playing <laughs> with fire. Yeah. Exactly. You're, you're, yeah you are playing with fire. <laughs> you, I, you don't know the power of nerds. <laughs> yeah. 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 But they're, also, they're, the nerds are clearly don't keep these movies alive because the other dunes have failed. So, <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah, they they failed at the box office. There are some that have cult followings. Um, 
I right, haven't exactly. I yeah. haven't watched them, so I can't really speak to them. But um, that is an interesting. I I don't think um, that is a bad point. I think ending it where like they kind of like go on top of the sand dune and they see the fire and the destruction. I think that would have been uh, uh, another good ending. Um, ending point. I ha- I have also like I've heard that from a couple other people, but uh, I think as far as like it, to Davis's point, like you're trying, you're going through the journey with Paul. That's not how the the book is like a third person perspective. Um, oh, okay. Which I when while like going through it, I remember being kind of like weirded out because you literally hear everyone's thoughts, and that's not common today (laughs) like Uh it's not a common style um and it was really kind of jarring going through the book but so but i do think you are right it would take away if you were to like dive into jason momoa's time with the the sand people uh from the second book um so i don't think you're you're necessarily wrong there kyle i think um and i still give this a 10 out of 10 but i think the only way that it could have been better and um, satisfy satisfy you a little bit more is if it would have been like an HBO ten episode series. Yeah, I was kind of thinking yeah. that when I was watching yeah. it. I was like, this that, could that be really be cool, incredible. So I I, I would love that. Not <laughs> not get because then they could like really get into the politics of things and like, yes. yeah yeah. Um, and there are, there are like so many books, um, for prequels and sequels that they, that, uh, Frank hurt Frank something Herbert, I, I think name. is it Herbert. Um, yeah, Frank Herbert, um, he wrote. And so there, there are a lot of books that get into the, the politics a little bit more. And I remember the book, the second half getting into that a lot more. So I would, I would, I would love it if it would have been an HBO series. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, though, I had I have recently finished Game of Thrones, and by recently, like probably a month ago now. <laughs> um, but I I've been watching a lot of HBO series, and I was so like taken aback at how little graphics they showed. And then I realized afterwards it was PG thirteen. Um, yeah. Like they just kept shying away from any of the gore or the violence, and it was almost distracting to me. I don't. Did you guys experience that at all? I, I med, maybe just because I just finished Game of Thrones. I don't know. I mean, honestly, to me, it was kind of it. What like I did think about it, but it was more of just an afterthought. Like uh, when the big bad guy Baron Vladimir Harkonnen cuts off the head of the doctor i was mm-hmm. like it, it when that happened and i was we're mostly looking at um the duke oscar isaac's like face there mm-hmm. um but when he cuts off the head of the the doctor i was i realized after he like dropped the head that first of all oh he cut off his head and second of all oh they didn't show that I guess this is PG thirteen. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't even know he cut off his head. So. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That play, I guess, proves your point. 
Yeah, I think I think PG. I think they did it fine. I, it didn't distract from me, um, and I think you pretty much need this movie to be PG thirteen just to reach the bigger audience. I don't. I don't think this movie is as crazy. You know, makes as much money if it's R. Well, if they really wanted to make money, they would not have released it on HBO the same week, same day. <laughs> they probably lost out on like half the box office money. Um. Yeah. I'm maybe. I don't know. I think. Uh, I think I saw it was like close to like nine million people watched it on HBO like the first weekend. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, it's insane. But also, it's hard to quantify because like how much did they make because of HBO and people watching on HBO? It's really hard to yeah. for us without seeing all the numbers. It's very hard for us to quantify if they actually lost any money. Yeah. Well, and how many of those people would have like if they didn't have access to it sitting on their couch? How many of those people would have? gotten up went to a theater paid the 15 bucks or whatever for a ticket right so i don't know um, i i think I, I i you're right i i'm not saying that like all those people would have went and saw it but at least i would imagine a quarter of them would have and those people probably already had hbo subscriptions i doubt there's a huge swath of people that got hbo just to watch dune yeah. maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm wrong but i think they would have made more money if they just did the uh the theater theatrical release and then like maybe like a month later do it on hbo yeah yeah i don't know it's tough without like knowing how the numbers right. work but, you're right yeah um okay kyle i have a question for you oh i'm ready i'm um, ready how do you feel about the first lord of the rings movie oh that's a good question um i'm probably gonna disappoint you here but honestly, when it comes to Lord of the Rings, I've only seen the series once and I look, he watched them all back to back. So I don't know where the first one begins and ends. And, uh, so I really don't know how to answer that. I definitely understand that. Um, the first one ends with uh, Boromir dying. It was also like 10 years ago. Yeah. So. Okay. So <laughs> the reason I ask that is because I'd actually kind of heard this movie being, um, kind of some people comparing it saying like it's the new Lord of the Rings and seeing it um, like it, it really kind of makes sense because kind of like you were saying all the story elements and stuff, the first Lord of the Rings kind of has that problem too. Like mm-hmm. everybody, when you watch them all back to back, the first one fellowship of the ring, I think is the least interesting because it has the least battles like there's not a whole lot going on. It's mostly just like them walking around and, you know, like there's not a, a bunch of crazy stuff that happens. Um, so I think if, like, if we get Dune Part 2 and then I guess there's supposed to be a third one, if we get all three of those, I could see this being maybe not the next Lord of the Rings, but kind of in that style where everybody says the first one's amazing. Like you have to watch it, but know that like, it's not the best one. The real meat of the story happens in two and three. Um, yeah. Just like the, the, the first one is great. And I think Kyle, I do kind of agree with you that if there wasn't, I would be really disappointed if there wasn't going to be, you know, Dune two or whatever they're going to call the sequel. Um, just because it, it would feel almost like, um, I don't know, like uh, 
the Civil War, Captain America Civil War, and they just like stopped after that. Something where it's like leading to something really cool and you don't know what's happening afterwards and it just I don't know if it would be an awesome well, I still think it would get you know, it'd be like a nine or a high eight standalone movie, but you are right, I think uh until well I still stand by my 10 rating, but <laughs> <laughs> as he literally explains by exact logic. Yeah. I'm explaining your logic. I still think it's a little flawed because I don't know. I think it is. Um, I, yeah. <laughs> which is fair. But like, I walked out of this, like, like thinking to myself, like, okay, this was very good, but the next one's going to be better. And like, yeah. you know, yeah, that's, it, it did yeah. make me uh, like the vision that he has where he's fighting in that like golden armor. I was like, that movie is going to be amazing. <laughs> or right. like, yeah. if that does that show up in this movie? Because I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, actually, Brandon, were you thinking of Red Rising the whole time that you were watching the movie? Because I was thinking of Red Rising most of the time. There, um, there are a lot of similarities uh, between the two. Pierce Brown, he has said that he most of Red Rising's inspiration comes from Dune and the Count of Monte Cristo. Yeah. Um, and so there, there are a lot of similarities, one of which, which I really found fascinating. I didn't think about this during the movie, but there's no computers hardly at all. And apparently like in the lore of like dune they've outlawed ai um because of like some past incident i'm assuming and the same thing is true in red rising they like outlaw ai yeah or like they're all kind of they don't love it they don't like robots yep there's a there's a lot of similarities and and that uh that's kind of one thing i was very disappointed with in this movie is um the technology that was present i think this very much felt like a movie that was written in the 70s so when you're looking into the the way far future as far as technology this stuff that they were showing like aside from space travel or whatever but as far as like on the planets itself like i don't know nothing felt like that like whoa this is so cool and so futuristic and you know i don't know it all felt like I think they could have done a better job of redoing some of the thoughts as far as what the future looks like. Cause this is was what from the seventies, right? And they're sixties. Like, yeah. Yeah. So if they knew what we knew today, I think their vision for the future would have been even better. And I think that could have been you a want, lot cooler. You want to people I, FaceTiming each other in battle? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, not that, but I don't know. Like it, 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 like how they dealt with how they started mining things. Like, oh, well, we can't create these rhythmic things. Well, like, why would they not have something flying around that's doing a better job? I don't know. I Like, from an engineering perspective, I thought there were a lot of misses, but I overlooked that because it's just like, you know, it, once you start looking at it from that frame of view, there's a lot of movies that are going to be horrible. So, I don't know. I kind of liked it. Um, and And it might just be because of, like, knowing like some of that lore, like I've watched a couple of YouTube videos on it and, and it probably was something that was just kind of explained away because of the lack of uh, 
knowledge of what the future will look like. And it was probably just like a, a way to write that into the, the history. Um, but I kind of like the, the thought that, yeah, they, they, their culture is kind of anti-technology. Um, and because like they've seen what it can do to humanity, but I don't know. I like that personally, but I feel like they didn't really like, as far as the movie goes, they definitely, Oh, they did. They didn't explain it at all. Yeah. That's like, um, so if that's true, then yeah, maybe my opinion changes, but as far as what I know (laughs) about, no, 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 you're, you're, you're a hundred percent right. They, they didn't, I don't think they needed to explain it. Um, but I personally like the, the stylized choice and I, I watched a lot of like, I don't remember what the, it was on Vanity Fair, I think on YouTube. And it was like the director breaking down certain scenes. And he, he talked about that a little bit, um, which I thought was really cool. I highly recommend those videos. Anyways. How'd you guys feel about the like little force fields they had around them? Dude, I love that so freaking much. Yeah, I thought it was awesome. <laughs> I thought, I just love the concept of like having to change your fighting style because like all the force fields have an obvious weakness in that, you know, like if you move slowly, you can pass through them. But like, I just thought it was, that was a really cool concept of having to like learn to fight like that, to get close enough to your enemy that you can move slowly enough to stab them or whatever. But know that like, they're also moving really fast and just, you know, like just, I don't know. I, I thought it was really cool. Yeah, no, I, I I completely agree. I thought visually it was uh, stunning and just very well done. And yeah, I not to reiterate the point too much, but yeah, I think having I wish they would have delved more into that like fighting style and how it would have changed and and how it has to change to be able to like penetrate that kind of armor. Um, that was that was kind of what I wanted to bring up is. I know they showed the scene where he's like in a spar or whatever. And he does the thing where he like hits it with the blade and it stops it. And he hits it with the, you know, the flat part and it doesn't stop it. Um, and so I thought that like they were going to sh- like show that a lot more as far as the fight scenes of people not striking with the blade, but people striking with the flat spot and then turning the blade and then like, you know, pushing the blade in. But in all the fight scenes, especially when Jason Momoa is in that like, the basically hallway scene that, that like as far as I even tried to rewatch it like three times and all, all I saw was him like smacking it at people and killing them I didn't see it work at all like <laughs> I don't know how he's just plowing through all these guys <laughs> but he has to go slow like that is true I did kind of think about that like as that was happening I was kind of like huh I feel like this shouldn't be that easy but it, this is awesome so I'm just gonna keep watching <laughs> Yeah, it w- it wasn't choreographed well enough for me because I I needed to see them actually putting to use the thing that they explained to us and they didn't at all. Like as like especially yeah, when he's just mowing people down or the assassins are like just coming out and wrecking shop or whatever. They're not showing how they're getting past the armor. All of a sudden they're just swinging and it goes past and kills them. <laughs> like I don't understand how it's working. I I remember having a similar thought going through it um i haven't watched it since i haven't been able to like dissect it um but i feel like you can easily get into like kind of 
corny uh, tropes, uh, movie movie tropes, um, by like focusing too hard on the fighting style. I could be wrong. Um, Maybe there's a way they could have done it. Um, But I do remember having a similar thought, especially during that Jason Momoa fight hallway scene. So, yeah, I just think, uh, I don't know. They took the time to explain to us that, hey, if you strike it with the blade, it's going to stop it. But if you hit it with the flat part, it doesn't stop it. And they didn't integrate that as far as I could tell. Maybe they did. If you slow it down and it's like really done, then, you know, like I'll be incredibly impressed. But as far as I could tell, they were still swinging, you know, sharp side at people. And so that that was like kind of a disappointment to me. Like, why would you explain this so well to me if you're not going to choreograph it into the fights, you know? Yeah, no, that's a that's a valid criticism. Davis, I know you got to get going soon. Um, so let's try to to wrap this up. Let's do things I thumbs up or up votes, down votes. I know how to podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my down vote, uh, the one thing I wish would have been different is I wish we would have gotten more Zendaya. Facts. It's <laughs> like the whole trailers are like, here's Zendaya. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, she's in the movie for three minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I know she's going to be uh, a pretty big role, play a pretty big role in the second film. Uh, but she's an incredible actress and I just, I wanted more of her. Um, yeah. All she did was smile at the camera the whole <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I remember I was sitting there watching and I was kind of like looking at the clock and I was like, Oh, I've been in the movie theater for like two hours. She still hasn't appeared. Like we haven't seen hardly any of the sand people on screen, like at all outside of just envisions. So I guess we're not going to see them or like this is going to be super rushed. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then as far as my upvote goes, uh, I'm cinematography. I mean, this director is phenomenal at that. I mean, he did Blade Runner 2049. He did, um, there's another recent one that he did that was like very, he very did stunning. Arrival, I'm pretty sure. Arrival, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's not as recent, but I thought there was another one. But, um, I mean, you can almost. He did scream. Sicario too. Yeah, you incredible could, movie. Yeah. You can like screen grab almost any scene in this, and it be a beautiful wallpaper <laughs> for your laptop or for a piece of art. Like it's it's. <laughs> The cinematography is my upvote. So, then would you guys would you guys rate this as his best film? Yes. Ooh. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I'm gonna look up, make sure there's no movies I'm forgetting. The only um, ones I, I'm on is IMDb right now. I see. Uh, I mean, there's Dune, there's Blade Runner 2049, there's Arrival, and there's Sicario. That I mean, those are the only ones that I've seen. He did Prisoners as well, which is like very different than these movies, but it's incredible as well. But that one's tough to watch. It's like a very hard subject. Um, interesting. Okay, uh, yeah. I think the one that comes closest to it uh, is Arrival for me, but I think this is his best. Yeah, same. Blade Runner was cool. It was also just kind of slow. It also didn't help that we watched it at like 11 p.m. 
<laughs> it was like yeah. three in the morning like when we three hours long. Yeah, yeah, it was three in the morning when we got out of the theater or something. Guys, I haven't seen Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Wow. See, to to me, to me, the like that's just where I get stuck. Is like twenty forty nine looked just as incredible as this movie and sounded just as incredible as this movie, and so I'm surprised that you guys. Well, I guess. Brandon, you haven't seen it, but like <laughs> I've seen a I, lot of screen grabs from from twenty four nine, and it is stunning. Right, it's, it so, is really cool. I just think it's that, stunning in a very different way, though. Yeah, I, and also twenty four. I mean, like I said, I just thought it was kind of slow. Like honestly, there were a couple of times it was probably because I wanted to go to bed. But there were a couple <laughs> times twenty forty nine is the only movie that I've ever started like falling asleep in the theater watching. And you, yes, that's true because you know, it was two in the morning or whatever, but um, I don't know. It was, it was cool. And it was also, uh, I felt like it was, wasn't paced super well. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's kind of how I feel about this movie. I feel like it was, they just didn't. Yeah. That was my complaint. Like the visuals were there. The audio is there. The story just, I don't know, just didn't do it all for me. So, Is that your down vote? Um, I think, I mean, I don't know that's necessarily my down vote. Maybe my down vote would just be um, the vision into the future and the technology. Um, I don't know. I wish they would have dealt, well, maybe not. I don't know. Because then that's also a, a gray, gray area where you get too heavily into that. So, um. You know what? I'll just make my down vote. Yeah, probably the story. I, I feel like I just really didn't get enough character development as well out of like different characters who are a, a, a massive part of the story. Okay. Okay. Um, upvote, upvote, I guess, would be, yeah, for sure, just the visuals and audio. I mean, it's incredible. Yeah. Okay, um, my down vote that I've been saving this whole time. I don't know if it was like just me or just the theater that I was in. But when the ship that comes to take away the like mining thingies, uh, when like the balloons on top of it went out, I don't know what it was, but those balloons look so fake to me. Like, I agree. It was just so obviously CGI and it it was so weird because it was so out of place because everything else looks so beautiful and like so real. Like I I don't know if I could tell you like obviously the worms are CGI but they didn't feel like it. Like so I don't know if I could tell you a single other instance. I I I think I can tell you why uh, at least from my perspective, that those felt CGI and not the worms, uh, is you have a lot of experiences with balloons, hot air balloons, like party balloons, but you don't have a lot of experiences with giant worms uh, coming out of sand. And so, like, it, like you just say, yeah, okay, I guess that's what it looks like. You'd have nothing to compare it to. Um, but for balloons, you have a lot to compare it to. And they the balloons in the, in the movie were very rigid. And I think that is what gave it away. Um, the, the CGI away in my opinion. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It was just like the outside texture of it. It all looked so 
uniform or like the shading wasn't right or something that I was like, that's weird. But then I forgot about it because everything else was happening and <laughs> it was really cool. So um, that was my down vote, my up vote. Um, I don't know. I, the whole movie was, it's like the whole movie was my up vote. I think um, one of the coolest scenes was when uh, they, like at the very beginning, when they had House Atreides all like decked out on their planet and the Imperium Herald, whatever comes and he like says, the emperor has asked you to uh, tame Arrakis. Like, do you accept? And he goes, House Atreides accepts. And I was like, whoa, that's cool. <laughs> so yeah, that's my upvote. One thing, I, one thing I did find kind of funny, maybe this is actually, this is, uh, might be my downvote because I feel like my downvote wasn't that good. Um, the, when they said, like, they called out specifically, like, yeah, machinery doesn't handle too well out here in the desert. And then literally all of their machinery is, like, as the most complicated moving, like, as many moving parts as you can think <laughs> of. Like, why the heck don't they just have people, like, instead of shooting those like lines out and attaching themselves, why don't you just have people hook it up? And then like, there's just so <laughs> many points of failure from like an engineering perspective. And then to say, yeah, machinery doesn't hold up. Well, <laughs> it just like, it cracked me up. I was literally laughing. Like I was like, wow. Yeah. So let's just make literally the most complicated things we can think of. <laughs> that, that is kind of funny. Uh, I, I hadn't, that didn't cross my mind. I, I was thinking about the complexities of those uh, dragonfly yeah, um, yeah, it's like <laughs> drone, like ply, uh, <laughs> but machinery doesn't hold up well. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, thanks for uh, for gaming this out, uh, Kyle. I know you had a very difficult job of being the lowest. Um, rated one and i know i feel like i just harped on the movie the no, entire I, I, episode I, that's what i want to granted i gave it a nine out of ten yeah i was like, gonna this, say this, we all just remember that people the lowest I, score was a nine so <laughs> I'm, I'm just here for the content all right it's yeah. not interesting if we're all like oh it's so good <laughs> yeah no 100 percent agree and i just want to make sure you had that <laughs> little segment so you could say that so uh let's uh let's end this episode by saying our name and geez, I didn't think about this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, come on, Brandon. You know how to podcast. I do. It's called editing. <laughs> um, he says as he leaves this entire portion in. <laughs> right. <laughs> that would actually be kind of funny. All right. Let's end this podcast by saying your name. And if you had the voice ability, what would you use it on the most frequently? All right. Well, I'm Kyle and I probably would like realistically, I'd be getting so much free food. <laughs> Dude, you stole mine. <laughs> and like, here's the thing. That'd be so like immoral and just kind of horrible. But like, <laughs> I don't know. I'd be so tempted. Just like, just give me that. Yeah, g- give me that. Like, oh, I don't need to pay for this. <laughs> <I> know, like, <laughs> gosh. 
I was going to say that. Well, okay. My name's Davis, and I was going to say Dude, that. Dude, we all still have the college mindset. Let me that's that's why I went <laughs> first. That's why I went first. I knew it was going to be a popular answer. My name's Davis, and I was going to say use it for food, but I would 100% use it on my dog all the time because <laughs> nice, she doesn't nice. listen very well all the time, and it would be a lot easier to be able to just tell her to go lay down instead of barking at me and being crazy. Uh, my name is Brandon, and I would just use it to tell this one guy at work that's constantly annoying me to buzz off. <laughs> <laughs> that's incredible. I hope he doesn't listen to the podcast. Oh, I'm sure he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't oh. know who he is, I'm sure, either. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, am I going to like cut anything off if I go away? <laughs> <laughs>